0: Hello, everybody. You are listening to Hotter Than Health, the podcast. This is a podcast focusing on fitness, nutrition, health, and overall healthy lifestyles, and most importantly, your morning conference call. If you don't know what your morning conference call is, then you will by the end of this episode. My name is Eliza Gelman. I'm the creator of Hotter Than Health, as well as um Eliza G Fitness on Instagram, you can check out the podcast anywhere you can find podcasts except for Spotify because I still can't figure that shit out. But um, we are on iTunes, SoundCloud, we are on, um, where else are we? Podcast One, we're kind of all over the place. So feel free to Google it or look it up. You can find it on my Instagram, on my Facebook, wherever. I'd love for you to go on, share it, like it, leave a review, tell your friends, tell your constipated family members that you will talk about with I'm sure you'll talk about this over the holidays. I feel like everyone ends up talking to their weird aunts and uncles about the um, digestive issues that they have. And um, we're all going to be surrounded by a ton of food that is super bloaty. So I have a feeling that this is going to be super, super pertinent. You guys are going to love this episode. We have a few things coming up. If you didn't already check my Instagram live story, we got a little, give a little teaser there, but we are going to be talking about one, um, why going primarily plant-based is going to be good to kind of debloat, lose weight and have more energy, not a hundred percent vegan, just a little bit more plant-based. And then we gave a little grocery list of what I would get over the weekend and the week. Um, Then we're going to be talking about what poop is supposed to look like, and nope, I'm not kidding. We're going to get into the nitty-gritty. We've got some descriptive language coming at you, some very original content. All this is stuff that you've maybe never heard before, or if you have seen it before, Um, then I'll either let you know if it's normal, or let you know if it's not normal, and then hopefully give you some advice on what's going on. Because if you've ever looked down at your poo, and it didn't look normal, or maybe it was a shade or a smell that was different. I think that this will, uh, I think this will help. I think you will enjoy this episode. This is not something you want to talk about with anyone. So we'll talk about it with me because clearly, um, I love talking about this shit. All right, and then the last thing is just a quick holiday gift list. I think you guys are really going to like this. This will be a little bit more PG, but then it kind of gets not PG because there's some really awesome stuff in here that might be good for like a sexual lover. I think that might be cool. So we will go ahead and get into it. Again, don't forget to write a review and comment and share and like. I'm sure you're listening to this on your cell phone, so go ahead and send it. Like get a little screenshot and then put it anywhere you're listening. So on Instagram or Facebook or just send it to your friends or send it to me and let me know that you're listening. I always love that um currently I'm sitting at my desk I just got a new rug it's looking good it is very clean sure that won't last long I live in sneakers that get muddy and um anything white I get typically lasts about a year so there's 300 bucks down the drain anyways looks good for now right that's what matters instant gratification that's the life we live I'm also sitting next to a nauseatingly sweet pumpkin frosted candle, and it's great. It's not even lit, and my whole room smells like a fucking pumpkin. I'm down for it. I'm fine with that. We have the house all decorated for Christmas, even though I'm a half Jew. And by the way, thanks nobody for saying Happy Hanukkah to me, except for one of my friends who got me um, some animal crackers that were shaped like dreidels. That was cool. So let's go ahead and break this stuff wide open. We are going to get right into it. And the first question that we're going to be talking about today is why, why does going primarily plant-based, why is that a great way to de-bloat and lose weight and have more energy? So overall, this is not me saying everyone has to go vegan. You're not hearing me say that. If you think I'm saying that, then you're, you're making shit up in your head. I promise you, I would never force anybody to live one certain lifestyle. You don't have to live like me. I had some dairy this weekend. I didn't really enjoy it that much, but I mean, I definitely consumed a little bit, so I'm not you know, rigid. But overall, adding more plants into your diet is always going to be beneficial. So we've got tons of vitamins, tons of micronutrients, and those are overall just lower calorie. So I'm going to talk about micronutrients. And that's what I'm talking about, like magnesium and potassium and all those different things. Um, not, not just talking about protein and carbs and fat and all that good stuff. So we're going to talk a little bit more about why it's so important to get the micronutrients. I know we all, we've all heard about counting macros and that's great, you know, especially for weight loss. If you're just getting into, your weight loss journey and you're focusing on calories, then yeah, learn how to do your macronutrients. But then once you get comfortable with that, start to really delve into the micronutrients and what your body actually needs. Is it iron deficient? Is it, um, are you not sleeping well? Do you maybe need a little bit more magnesium? I know that's a huge, huge, huge issue. So Honestly, you know, I've seen it a lot of times that people get super overzealous with their diet change and they will end up going more plant-based or I'm sorry, they'll end up going more vegan, which is great. You know, it's a a good step. And um, I know that when you go through that diet change, you're going to want to really latch on to those really heavy filling foods because you think, okay, well, just because it's vegan, it means it's healthy. Not the case. So if you're changing up your diet, going from the average American diet, where it's, you know, some processed foods, you've got meat at almost every meal, you've got probably a little bit of dairy, and maybe you're not as hydrated. Maybe you're not adding in as many greens or, you know, citrusy vegetable or uh, citrusy fruits, then your body's going to be a little bit surprised at the change, right? And that can cause your body to react in a certain way. A lot of times people will, oh my goodness a lot of the times people will bloat a lot more once they start adding more vegetables into their diet. And that's because it's, you know, especially raw cruciferous vegetables, it might seem like you're like gaining weight or getting more bloated when you have this healthier lifestyle. But truly that is just, um, you know, saute your vegetables a little bit. Don't eat everything super raw. Raw vegetables have a ton of enzymes that are, fairly difficult to digest, especially if they're paired with other foods. So just give your body the break. Um eat the vegetables a little bit softer. Um saute your spinach, saute your celery and your broccoli and everything like that. Cause you might get a little bit bloated in the beginning. I hear that a lot. I actually it's funny, I'm I'm talking about this right now and I got interrupted by a text message and this girl, I just started working with her a couple of weeks ago, and I made her some meal plans, and she said, you know, why am I so bloated? I've been super gassy since the since the first week that I started this, and that is totally normal. Um, a lot of the times when you are eating those raw vegetables, your body is just having a tough time digesting all that insoluble fiber, so up your water intake the more you add vegetables in, and then do your best to lightly saute them or steam them before you eat them. It's just going to make them a little bit more easy to digest, which will... Which will, in turn, reduce bloat, which, again, um, is super uncomfortable, and it makes us feel like this diet is making us gain weight. I've also seen it that people will, you know, latch on to hearty things, like maybe tofu or a ton of beans or nut butters is a huge culprit. Um, I know everyone says nuts and seeds are super healthy, and they definitely are. They're not unhealthy foods, but they are so, calorie dense. So if you get a handful of almonds, it might affect you differently than if you were to have, you know, half a piece of toast. My body, if I eat 10 almonds, then I'm feeling that shit forever. It sits on me and I can feel it heavy in my tummy, but heavy in my tummy, what am I for? And then, uh, if I have, you know, two pieces of bread, I'm totally fine. So my body does better naturally with carbs than it does with fats. So that's how I've learned that your body might be different. Um, you might not be able to eat half of a half of a fingerling potato without um, wanting to blow your brains out and not being able to button your pants. So everybody is different, but. When you are starting to add in more plants to your diet, um, just know that you don't need to overcompensate with um, adding in more seeds and nuts and legumes and things like that to replace vegetables. Um, You can have pastas, things like black bean pasta or lentil pasta. Make sure that you're primarily eating plants, though, at your meals. And then um, secondary to that, let that be your starchy carbohydrate. So you're not, um, you know, go to Trader Joe's, get some cauliflower gnocchi, and that can be your vegetable as well as a little bit of starch. In um, that way, you're not just eating like processed tofu or tempeh that you think you might need, just because everyone thinks that. Everyone really does tend to think that once you go vegan or or, or plant based, that you need to have your uh, protein from a super concentrated source, like like you would with a typical American diet with steak and chicken, people are like, how do you get your protein? And they think it just has to be in this one little box of food, but it's, that's not the case. You know, I still do eat seafood and once in a while I'll have my Oro Organics protein powder, which it is the only one that I would recommend. So yeah, add in protein powder your, to your oatmeal or, you know, however you want to play it, but just know that, um, when you are starting to go plant-based, since a lot of the foods, um, that you can get can be a little bit calorie dense. Just watch out for that. Um, I would recommend slowly integrating plants into your diet. Uh, You don't have to immediately replace everything. Just have one meal a day. Maybe have it be um, a soup, like a nice hearty veggie soup with some beans in it and a veggie stock. And that way you're still getting that heartiness. You're still getting that filling feeling. And you don't have to be overloading with, you know, beans and rice and nuts and seeds and stuff like that, you're getting more of your veggies, which is a lower calorie and just easier to process um, in your body food. So there's that. Um, Another reason why a lot of people start to lose weight when they go plant-based is because naturally, when you start giving your body most, most, if not all the micronutrients that you need and vitamins... Uh, just by having a balanced plant-based diet, then your body is actually going to change the way that it craves food. So you're you're physically going to start and you're emotionally going to start to feel better after you eat a well-balanced meal that's properly food combined. And and that's going to give you innately that just this better relationship with food and it's going to enhance your overall experience. So you're going to find yourself not craving those crappy foods because you know, you're going to associate the crappy foods with maybe feeling not the best. And I think that so many people get this, get this overflow of natural energy. And I, I don't ever have that crash in the middle of the day. Maybe once in a while I'll get super nappy in the middle of the day. And I don't mean like my Jufro, I just mean sleepy. And a lot of the times, you know, I hear this from people, they're like, Oh, that 2 PM crash. And I don't have that I mean, I'm not exaggerating and I'm just trying to you know, toot my own horn. I genuinely don't get that crash and I am fully energized until I lay down at night and then it takes me about five or so minutes to really wind down and then I'm in bed and I sleep hard at night. So it it works out pretty well. You will unlock this crazy amount of energy if you start properly food combining your meals. You can listen to my other podcasts on that and I'm not going to go into it on this one because it's just too much. But Start properly food combining your meals and then integrating more plant-based meals into your diet and you will tenfold, your life will get better. That's that's all I have to say. Your life will get better. I'm going to do a post on um, some testimonials that I have from clients who have done my meal plans who are properly food combined and more plant-based and they just feel, feel fucking awesome. And that gives me so much fire is knowing that just by a, tweaking your diet or the order that you're eating your foods in can open up this energy, it, it, it it's amazing and it makes me so happy. So a quick uh, sample plant-based grocery list. A lot of people ask what they should buy and, you know, don't overthink it either. A lot of the things that people would buy, you can either find substitutes to make them plant-based or you can just, um, honestly, a lot of the times I'll go on Pinterest and I'll say, you know, I'll, I'll see a, gri- a vegetable that I even ha- haven't had in a while or a craving or that I know is in season and I'll look up a recipe and I'll do some variation of that. Usually I just end up doing a stir fry with a bunch of stuff because it's quick and it's easy and I'm always so, <laughs> I'm always hungry so I can just make a ton of it and that's, that's another reason why I like being majority plant-based is because of the volume. I'm a volume eater, guys. I don't know if you guys are. I'm not like a moose bouche one-bite kind of person. And I'm like, mm, I just wanted to try it. And no, no, if it's in front of me, it's gone. So I like to have big, massive bowls of food. That's why I love those things like the shirataki noodles. Those are amazing. Uh, they're called miracle noodles or shirataki noodles. Some people have said it makes them shit their pants, but I have never had that experience. I think you just need to do a better job of boiling them and cleaning them beforehand because they do come from a root that's like super... Uh, and we won't go into it, but the shirataki noodles, they're called miracle noodles. They're these like little jelly noodles that come in the plastic bag. I love, love, love them. I'll do them with mushrooms and onions and spinach and kale. Um, and then I'll mix it up with a little bit of tomato sauce and that will be my dinner. And I'll eat like three different bowls of that. They're so, so, so good. And they're like no calories, no anything. And it's not like they're processed and they're creepy. No, they're actually just made from this one root and that's why I trust them. And Please sponsor me, even though I think I, I genuinely have no clue where these noodles come from. They look like old placenta. Like, they look like, okay, you know, we go too far on this podcast all the time. It looks like someone's water broke, and then they put that shit in a bag, and then they dumped some weird, like, angel hair noodles in it that are white. Um, that's what it looks like. So don't be turned off by it. Sorry if I just ruined that for you, but it's all I can think of, and misery loves company. And uh, there we go. So a quick sample base or plant-based grocery list would be. Um, I'm going to separate this into like basically like your browns, your colorfuls, and then your accessory foods. <laughs> so the browns that would be things like lentils. Um, lentils are super low in fat and hella high in protein and carbs, not, not super high in carbs, but really, really high in protein, a good source of carbs. Um, and they are just super low in fat. We've got black beans, which are great essential amino acids, especially when you pair them with brown rice. That's a complete amino acid. And by the way, protein is really just the building blocks for amino acid to make your muscles. So if you're trying to build muscles or you're trying to make sure you're getting your protein in, eat brown rice or eat brown rice and black beans. That is a complete and balanced uh, amino acid, essential amino acid. That is my favorite meal with some avocado and some salsa. Oh my God, having that tonight. So there's that. There's also, like I said, brown rice, sprouted hummus is really amazing. It's a nice source of protein. It's great to put on wraps. It's great to dip your veggies in. It's great to have, honestly, if you have a baby and they need a little bit of protein, do, you can add a little bit of like, if they want something sweet, you can add a little bit of cacao to non-flavored original hummus. You can add, if you want it to be salty, I always add a little bit of sriracha inside of mine or some chives, or you can even add, oh my God, you guys are gonna love me. You guys can add the everything but the bagel seasoning that you can get at Trader Joe's. You can get it at almost any grocery store that has a spice aisle. You can add a little bit of that everything but the bagel seasoning into your hummus. Oh, my God. And my roommate, Eliza, has some in there, and I tried it the other day. Hey, girl, thanks. Sorry, y'all replace that. And... Oh, it it's it's a revolution. It's a revolution. I can't stop it. I won't stop it. The Jew inside of me is felling. I love it so much. Mazel to the everything but the bagel seasoning with the hummus. Then we've got sunflower seed butter. i talked on this on a previous podcast. The sunflower seed butter is an amazing source of protein. There's like seven grams of protein per two tablespoons, super low in fat, way easier to digest. And it's got some great micronutrients. Um, like magnesium and some shit like that, and then we've got you know just like some sprouted gluten free wraps, and those are great for kids. They're great for just having a huge veggie black bean uh, burrito with some salsa. I also have on here chia seeds and flax seeds, which I always put in my oatmeal or even water sometimes. Uh, I will do flax seed in almost everything. I will blend it up first though, so it's just a powder because it's easier to digest. Then I'll do cucumber because it's super easy to digest and full of water. Kale, spinach, um, a lot of these leafy greens have essential amino acids, so you are getting protein from those as well. So a big hearty salad with like some nutritional yeast in there, which gives it that cheesy flavor, can be upwards of like 10 to 12, 13 grams of protein. So for anyone who's saying that you can't get protein from kale, just open your eyes. Then we've got some white onion mushrooms, which are great for vitamin D, which we are all a little bit deficient in, especially in wintertime. There's avocado, which is just it, everyone needs to have avocado on their list, okay? And then celery, great uh, for digestive enzymes. It's just a good snack food. And then we've got salsa, tortilla chips, and some accessory food. I would just say like canned coconut milk and cacao. I've been doing that elixir that I talk about on the last, last couple podcasts. I'll do like a little cup of really hot water, a little bit of coconut milk, cacao, and maybe a little bit of honey or like stevia and some cinnamon. Ooh, buddy, so good. And it's like drinking hot chocolate by the fire. So those are some of my favorite things to get as well as, um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'll talk about other things as we go on, but those are just some good little, um, tips and tricks and some good plant-based, um, grocery items. Oh, and lemon and banana. Highly recommend having those in there. So let's get into the juicy stuff. And I, no pun intended. We are going to be talking about poop. What does it mean? Why am I pooping like this? Or why why is it scattered around the toilet bowl? Why does it look like it's wrapped all the way around? Why does it hurt? Why is it all different t- types of colors? Why do I still have whole pieces of corn in there? You know, what are you going to do? Poop is different for everyone. And I can almost guarantee that 99.9% of the people working, listening here are are not showing their shit to everyone that they're around all day. So, you know, this is just a general outlook on poo. I am not a medical doctor, but you know this is my interest. Um, I'm sure that there was something growing up that made me so comfortable with poop that I just am okay talking about this. Not everyone is going to be as comfortable talking about this as me. So, you know, if you're listening to this on a walk outside or in your car with other people... Maybe you could put headphones in, um, and if you don't feel like talking about this or having other people talk to you about it, then, you know, turn this off. This isn't for you, but we're going to be talking about poop. Let's get into it. So first off, I know we have all been there, or we've all talked to someone who's had, like, the deer pellet poop, or the pebbly type of poop. So what this means is that they're, like, little tiny, not rocks, I mean, you're not shitting out kidney stones here, but you're, you know, pebbly types of poo that are, you know, small, not juicy, you know, logs, if you will. We're not talking soft bananas here. So what that means, if you have types of pebbly poop, um, then you're probably not getting as much fiber in your diet. So you're, they're just not like clumping together in a big way. Um, A lot of times doctors or nutritionists, um, typically it used to be that they would recommend, you know, 20 grams of fiber per day. I recommend like 40 grams of protein per day. Even some places will say 25 to 35, take it up a notch. Let's get 40. Let's get, Hey, let's get 45 in there. I think we could all do a better job of getting our fiber in there. And the, excuse me, the grocery list that I talked about earlier is chock full of fiber. Tons of fiber in um, lentils. Oh my god, so much fiber in lentils. In black beans. In in all of those grains. In all of those veggies. You can get 45 grams of protein in easy if you get a plant based diet. That will certainly help. Um, some other ways of adding in fiber. If you like fruits, then raspberries are amazing. Um, half a cup of Lentils is going to be like eight grams of fiber. Cooked greens are always a way to go. And when you're cooking all of these things, try and use minimal salt so that it doesn't, you know, super dehydrate you because you want to make sure that you're hydrated when you're eating a lot of fiber so that you can flush it all out because fiber is just the indigestible part of a carbohydrate. So you want to make sure that you're staying super hydrated. Things like whole wheat and grains, but if you're not trying to eat wheat, then that's fine. Excuse me, I'm drinking my water, room temp, you know it. So we've also got, you know, the fact that if it is pebbly, then it could just be that you're a little bit constipated. Up your water intake, up your room temperature water intake. Try and have your water separate from your meals. Give it like 20 or 30 minutes in between your meals when your digestive system is still super hot and fiery. Let your food digest a bit, then have your water, make sure you're starting your day with water. I don't want to hear anyone saying that they have this kind of poo and they're starting their day with a cup of black coffee. Uh Uh-uh, not happening, guys. So if you're not starting your day with 32 ounces of room temperature water before your coffee or before your beverage of your choice, then I don't want to hear it. We're all in – we're living in America – Anyone can get a cup of room temperature water. People are like, I don't like tap water. Get over it. I don't like clumpy poop. So do yourself a favor. Start your day with the 32 ounces of room temp water. It will, again, change your life. And like I always say, my world's favorite analogy, and I know that this is probably, I should put it on the license plate, is it's easier to slide down a wet water slide than a dry one. Okay. It's probably not that big of a deal. You can fix this easily. You just don't want to get like a hernia or, you know, pop a blood vessel trying to poop. Um, what do I have on here? Ah, yes. If your poo is runny, then, you know, if you're taking things like antibiotics that are totally messing with your um, immune system, a lot of the times antibiotics will make you have watery poop or like diarrhea, then that's no fun. Take a probiotic with it so that you're not killing all of your gut bacteria. You're actually filling it up with um, like I said, like a probiotic, it also could mean that you have severe inflammation in there, and I'm I'm not gonna go into like if you have Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis, anything like that. I am not going into that because I am not a professional. I'm just a girl who loves to talk about poop because it's so important, and if you're not regular, you know your life could be so much better. Um, a lot of it is like drinking too many diuretics. If you are having a bunch of soda or caffeine, then that could really spark your uh, runny poo. So do your best to naturally like not use coffee as a crutch to go to the bathroom. If that is the way you do it in the morning, try and ease off, try and do just maybe have that glass of water first, see if that sparks anything. If not, try and go to a hot water with lemon with your pink Himalayan sea salt and see if that will help. And then if not, of course, you know, have your coffee, do whatever you want to do. And I'm sure that will help, but you don't want it to always be runny because that could, you know, be, maybe you, maybe you are dairy intolerant. If you had dairy the day before, then you had runny poo, You know, there's probably a correlation there. There's like 75% of America is lactose intolerant. Probably more because actually we shouldn't have dairy at all because it's just a super inflammatory food. Totally other subject. So um, yeah, I mean, obviously if there's anything in your poo like blood or anything crazy, then you gotta you gotta check that out. Um, If you are seeing that your poo is like (laughs) like flaking around uh, or like maybe it hurts to go and you're straining, then you're probably constipated and that can cause hemorrhoids or, um, I just can't believe I haven't said the word sphincter yet. So, um, you know, definitely can cause irritation on your sphincter. Not fun. You definitely want, you, you don't want to cop right into a Miralax or a, uh, a Metamucil type of thing. You don't want to go straight to the supplements. You want to get to the root of the cause. What I would recommend doing, and this is based on my personal experience, if I've been constipated or if I'm travel, if I had in the past, before I had really figured out my gut and like how I work. Um, by the way, it has taken years. I am not just all of a sudden, I've not always just been lucky that I can go all the time. I'm just, I've studied my body and I know what works and what doesn't. Um, like for example, if you are traveling or if you're, let's say, let's say you're traveling and your diet is maybe a little bit off, or maybe your diet is completely on track. You aren't really drinking this trip. You got great sleep. You're hydrated as hell. And you know, you've been working out, doing everything normally, eating at the same times, proper food combining, and you're still a little bit, um, you're still a little bit constipated. What I would recommend doing first is continuing to drink your, room temp water as well as some hot water with lemon to try and stimulate your lower intestine and then don't try not to eat anything at all not even like a bite of anything that will spike your levels of any sort try and not eat anything until your body has kind of let let some of that go a lot of the time we are loading up our stomachs with food and then not going to the bathroom. And then we're putting on another meal on top of that. And it's just, it's too much. And then our body is just getting clogged up. Um, and that's not what we want. We want to make sure that everything is flowing smoothly. So do yourself a favor. If you are super constipated and you can't go, don't keep adding on food. I'm not saying starve yourself. I'm not saying go 15 hours without eating if you haven't gone to the bathroom, but drink your 32 ounces of room temperature water drink your hot water with pink himalayan sea salt um try and avoid things like caffeine try and avoid things like diuretics of any sort cranberry juice that type of stuff and um give your body a break let your body get rid of that waste before you put stuff on you're literally walking around carrying around a bag of shit and you don't need to be doing that you need to get rid of it beforehand so if you're constipated um of course, beforehand, try and avoid it by upping your fiber and, um, that kind of thing. So another thing is if you are, mm, no, mm, no. Also I, I was doing some research and it was talking about, um, like the different shapes of poo, which I thought was funny. And it was talking about one that was like pencil thin. And again, a lot of the culprits could be that you're, um, lacking fiber. But if you have like super pencilly thin poo, I did do some research, and a lot of the times it could say if it's super pencilly thin and that lasts for multiple weeks or months for every single time you go to the bathroom, then that could be something um, that could mean there's maybe a tumor in there or it could lead to colorectal cancer, which is not something we want. Um, I'm super adamant about making sure that everyone is staying super regular because it does help with your overall health and it helps keep your immune system alive without keeping any of those toxins inside. And you also are just aware of how your body works. That is just on another level of understanding how your body works. Um, Another one, if you are Having extra smelly poo, and it's just like you know, out the wazoo, smellier than normal. Then you might be just changing up your diet, and it your body is just adjusting. So, things like Brussels sprouts, or onions, and garlic, um, things like that will like ferment in your body, so it might be a little bit more odorous. Um, usually, I mean, obviously, it's waste in your body, it's not gonna smell amazing, but I always just light a match before or after, or just leave a candle running and then blow it out at the end. That's what I always do. It's never failed me. I carry matches with me religiously. And if anyone knows, um, you know, I'm not kidding. Even on the first date, I'm like, I, I don't talk about it on the first date. Don't get me wrong. I'm not this kind of girl that's like over at a guy's house you know, shitting with the door open. I swear that is not me. I just know my body. I know how to take care of it. I know when to excuse myself and I know when to, I know when to talk about it and I know when not to. Um, (laughs) I just wanted to make sure that people knew that I wasn't just like this, the poo queen that (sighs) anyways. So those are just a couple of little tips and tricks for next time you're in the bathroom. And, um, really if you're not having soft banana poops, which just means like I don't really think I have to explain it that much. It should be formed, but it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to like wrap all the way around the bowl the toilet bowl. But, um, you know, going once or twice a day is normal. I'm more of a once a day kind of gal, And if I don't eat a lot and I'm eating really healthy, then you know, it, it also depends on how much you're eating. So if you have like a twelve hundred calorie meal, or um, day, then you're probably going to go less than someone who has maybe a 3,000 calorie diet. So um, don't be alarmed if you maybe aren't going massive amounts every single day, but you should be going every day. And if you're not, that is when you start to integrate more hydration, more plant-based foods, less less inflammatory foods, things like that. That is my spiel about doo-doo. And then... Uh, I did want to end on a lighter, sexier note because what, I mean, I can only go up from here. I think, um, I could, I could talk about uh, this desk that I'm sitting at and it would be sexier than any topic that I typically talk about. So this is my holiday gift list. These are going to be things that I'm gifting. These are things that I'm, I'm actually not, I'm not asking for any gifts, but I might just get for myself, but holiday gift list. So I'm putting a link to my Aura Organics. This is something that I've gotten for a number of people for their gifts and I'm obsessed with it. I use my own link all the time. (laughs) Thanks guys. Um, I'm actually working with them. They are going to be sponsoring the show. It's very exciting. I'm obsessed. Um, their branding is beautiful. They have just come out with a bunch of, um, uh, turmeric things and, you know, anti-inflammatory things. And mostly I just love their, I love what they stand for. I love that they're all organic. I love that it's small batch items. And I also love that it is different. There are different flavors and um, I love it. I like their protein. So if you're interested in any gifts that have to do with supplementation, like vitamin C or anything like that, again, I don't preach supplementation, but if there is someone who's trying to integrate it more into their lifestyle, then this is a great way to go. Another one is something that I found uh, probably like five or six months ago by listening to another podcast that is called Framebridge. I think that this company has completely revolutionized the way that we get art and photos and things like that. Um, It is the easiest thing ever now. And no, I'm not sponsored by them. I will reach out to them. I think it would be amazing. I'm obsessed. Um, Framebridge is revolutionizing the way that we see and order prints and art and all those good things. What you can do is go onto FrameBridge, pick a frame that you like and either add in a photo or get like a stock photo or, and I don't know how you would go about it, but you can upload your photo and they will send you this amazing, gorgeous framed picture. They just came out with a new line of frames and they're all based on different old Chicago architecture and like the ridges of the concrete buildings in Chicago. And they're just, they're so fascinating. They're incredible. I want to do it for everyone. Um, They range from prices anywhere from like $30 to $1,000. So you can get pretty, you can get pretty crazy with it, but you can also get it for your secret Santa, you know, get it for your aunt or uncle, get it for someone that you're like, "Mm, maybe I won't get a, you know, a present for them, but you can do it. And I think they would really love it. So it's called Frame Bridge. Go check it out. I will also be buying probably eleven copies of the Daily Stoic and gifting that. I think it's amazing. You read one page of it every day. I do this with my warm water in the morning, and I don't look at my phone until I have done my little morning routine. And I'm I'm telling you, I. Talk about it all the time. I know I won't shut up about it, but I, I really, I genuinely believe in it. This is like my multivitamin of the day. I go in and I read my daily stoic page. I take a little note and I try and apply it to something in my life that day, or I just try and read it and make sure that I know that, you know, I just need to be stoic. We all just need to be stoic, which just means we focus on what we can control. We don't focus on what we can't control because life is fleeting. Nothing is really ours. Um, The only thing that is ours is this moment that we have right now. And um, if something is ever taken away from us, if someone is ever taken away from us, or if a moment is ever taken away or a possession, then we know that we got the most out of it that we could. And there's no reason to regret and there's no reason to fret about it because there's nothing we can do. And life is short. So live with... Um, so much passion for this moment right here. Don't live in the future and don't live in the past. And that's my spiel. Also, the next thing is something that I'm going to for sure be getting someone for Secret Santa and for, um, mm, probably just friends this year. Otherwise it's creepy, but it's called Woo for Play and it is a, well, Woo More Play. I think they rebranded, but it is a coconut oil based lube. So it's definitely, like it's a sexual lube and it's in a beautiful white bottle. The branding is incredible. I think it's like less than 20 bucks a bottle and you get a very liberal amount, but it's all organic. It's cold pressed. It is got a little bit of stevia. It's got, um, what else does it have? It's got some vanilla in there. So it's like cupcake time. And honestly, it's apparently just supposed to like totally amp up the sex life. So if you're shopping for that special someone, or if you want someone to be shopping for you and you're like, actually, I wasn't going to get anything sexual for my dude or my girl. Um, I highly recommend this again. It's called woo for play W O O for play all three different words. And then the last one is I ran into one of my friends the other day and she smelled so good and I just kept wafting her and I said, what are you wearing? She said, it's, this is a guy's cologne, but it just smells so damn good. So she kept wearing it and now I'm going to start wearing it. Like I saw Liza Seltzer wearing men's cologne. So I started wearing men's cologne. Shout out Elle Seltzer. So it's called Replica. It's a jazz club cologne R-E-P-L-I-C-A. You can get it as a roll-on. I think it's kind of expensive, but get the roll-on. You can travel with it. It's amazing. You just use a little tiny dip, dab dab and um, use it on your neck, your wrist. Uh, this is the best perfume slash cologne that I've ever smelled. I immediately wanted to buy it. I haven't yet, but I'm, I'm thinking about it maybe as soon as we get off. But um, but I did just buy this like $300 rug that will probably last me six months. So I don't know. Budgeting, what are you gonna do? Um those are my top gifts, the Aura Organics, which I'll leave a link for, frame bridge photos, the Daily Stoic Book, um Sexual Lube, the Woo for Play, and then Replica, the Cologne. Those those are gonna be hit high hitters this year. Um that is it. That is what we have got for this episode of Hotter Than Health. I hope everyone has enjoyed this. I hope you all took notes, and I hope you laughed a little bit. I know I did. I am going to now light this nauseating pumpkin frosting candle. I cannot wait. I'm going to go shower and then make a bunch of lentils and have the world's most glorious conference call in the morning. Peace out, you guys. Thanks for listening to Hotter Than Health, the podcast.